Danny Magruder is a name that everybody in the Ohio Valley knows. Certainly everybody here in Wheeling knows. Uh, longtime uh, manager of the Wheeling Civic Center, Civic Arena, and then the title changed to Sports and Entertainment Authority Director. Danny, when did you get started? I mean, I remember. I mean, I, I remember. I remember there was a... I re actually remember there was a Civic Center manager before you. Well, there were, yes, there were there were actually two, Howard. Frank but Rodriguez and who else? Frank Rodriguez and Bill Barnhill, if you remember. Oh, William remember Barnhill. Oh, okay. He was a short-termer. Very short. That must be uh, before my time, even. Okay. Yeah, he was probably five, six months. Uh, but, Howard, I actually got started because I, I, I actually worked for the city of Wheeling in finance uh, a lot of years ago, way back in 1978. And I worked on the bond issue. One of my assignments was to work on the bond the original bond for the arena. For the arena. And, and so uh, that love affair. Which, by the way, everyone said was going to be a white elephant. Remember that? that, was, that was uh, I think they elephant. did, and, and I think it's proven that it's not. Yeah, I think that, sure. that it's a multi-purpose facility that uh, just can do so many things. But that's where it actually began. That's where the seeds were grown. Uh, you know, from there, I, I, I did some financial work for the arena. Uh, Frank Rodriguez was here. He wasn't an accountant. He was a transplanted arena manager. He asked me to develop an accounting system, which I did. Uh, of course, when Frank left, uh, the, the then board of directors uh, came to me after a couple of months and said, "Would you consider this?" And I, I said, "You got to be crazy." <laughs> but you know, you know what happens when you uh, when you think a lot, you pray a lot. Uh, I, I wound up there, and uh, it it was just a it, it was it was a love. I, tr I truly enjoyed my thirty six and a half years. Uh, how long did it take before you felt comfortable in the job? Uh, I'd say probably three to six months hard till you get really comfortable. I, I had done a lot of the accounting work, so I, I knew the system. I, I knew the finances. Uh, I, I didn't know the business at all. Uh, but through through a lot of partnerships and friends and advice, uh, you kind of learn that. Back in those days, the the booking of acts is probably even bigger than it is now. Now it's a more, much more of a multi-use facility, but I mean, you, we were, you were booking a lot of acts back then. Well, in, in those days, it, it had a pretty good track record at the time for rock music. If yeah, you, if exactly. you remember back in those days, uh, uh, I think my first couple of years there, we had 25, 27 concerts a year. And they were, they were a big-name concert. <laughs> any, any of the uh, touring rock acts that were out there played in Wheeling. You, you know that, a lot of big ones. So we met a lot of those, those promoters very early. Of course, and then uh, the, the lay of the land changed in the entertainment business. Amphitheaters developed, and, and we got a real uh, great one just up the road. Starlight, uh, whatever they call it now. It's, it's, it'll always be Starlight to me. But. To me, it's always Starlight as well, Howard. <laughs> but I think, you know, what happened then, uh, a, a couple things. The dynamics changed because now, instead of a, of a 10,000 uh, capacity arena, they had a 25,000 capacity hillside. Uh, they were outside of the, uh, the tax authority, so they didn't have any local taxes. Uh, they didn't at that time have to worry about unions. We were a union house, uh, and and that that grew all across America. To be honest with you, so, but it, but it changed because we went from twenty seven, twenty eight concerts a year to one or two. Yeah, and it it changed dramatically, and we had to change with that. And and we st I still hear people saying, why don't we have concerts like we used to? Well, I think the the, the bottom line is the uh, financial dynamics. That's that's the bottom line. I mean, it's, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not just it was first of all the fact that there were new new venues. Secondly, the cost of access just grown exponentially. Exponentially, Howard, and and the whole touring pattern changed. If before the amphitheaters, uh, you know, the touring season was 360 days a year. A band might go out in the winter, it might go out in the summer. You, you didn't know. But they had such success in the amphitheaters because they, they had this unlimited capacity almost uh, that the touring season changed. And the base touring season, 
became Memorial Day to Labor Day. And obviously in, in this marketplace, people don't want to be inside if they don't have to be right. during that time period. So there's a lot of dynamics that, that, that push that boat. And you're right, the exponential growth of the artist guarantees became very, very expensive. I mean, it's the same reason that a lot of people don't understand why we don't have big name acts at the Capitol Theater. Correct. Why can't we bring the big country? We used to have Johnny Cash. We used to, well, the Johnny Cash in today's dollars would be unaffordable up there. Unaffordable. Johnny Cash of the day was getting fifteen, seventeen thousand, 17,000. Uh, and now, I mean, there's there's acts that you can't touch for half a million. So that's that's the bottom line. Yeah, that, that is the bottom line. So... Um, the the job grew the arena the arena changed changed uh, it, it has become much more of a multi use facility now with a lot of other things in there besides just acts like we had in the early days correct uh, got the nailers got the nailers uh, you know we've had a couple different indoor football teams uh, we're, we're into a lot of basketball tournaments now with the MEC here and and now this summer with the, the TBT, TBT coming to town going to be a great event I encourage people to come out I mean. I think the building is, is great for watching basketball. There's not a bad seat. They got the beautiful new floor. Uh, I, I think it's just a great place to watch athletic events. Yeah, and then uh, in your purview as the Sports Entertainment Authority director, then we added the Capitol Theater to the mix. Well, what a gem that is, though. I mean, you know, we could not build that theater today. No. And so it, it's just a fantastic theater. It is still the largest theater in the state of West Virginia. Isn't it was when it was built. It was through all those years. We did a minor downsize, oh, about eight, nine years ago when we did the new seating. Uh, we went from 2,530 to 2,320 just to yes, give you a little more room. Yes, but the new seating meant that I didn't have to get squashed in like this, that it, I had a little, room to, a little room to grow, you know what I'm saying? Well, Howard, between the time that theater was built and 2009, our physiques changed a bit. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, and it, too, has taken on a different venue, a different uh, perspective. Once upon a time, it was the home of the Jamboree USA. Yes. And although there still is a Jamboree USA and there still are some country acts, it is now, again, much more of a multi-purpose. Uh, multi-purpose. You get some of the young acts. The, of course, the symphony is, is back home. It's, right. it's a great place to enjoy the symphony. But now we get comedians. Uh, you know, you get some of the touring acts. Uh, we do get country music, but we get other shows. There's local events. The local dance schools still utilize it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vineyard Church, it becomes their place of worship every Sunday. Uh, they were phenomenal and still are, I'm sure, to the theater. Phenomenal partners. Uh, it just makes good sense. So, so it, it has a, a multi-use, the, the arena does. Um, so I, did you, do you feel like you left on a high note then? For me, Howard, it was definitely a high note. Uh, the people are great. Uh, I think both venues are doing pretty well. Uh, I think they're both in good physical condition considering uh, uh, the age and the renovations. So, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was a good time to leave, and, and for me it was a high note. The, the, the plan to save the Capitol Theater was a really smart one. The it plan, was a great one. I mean, it, it made a huge amount of sense. There was a lot of talk about local investors buying it and so on, and it did. I don't think, I don't think some folks understood what it would take to not just buy the theater, but to maintain it and to improve it. And the CVB has been able to do that. The CVB has been, been a wonderful owner. They had the vision, uh, and just it, it just worked out very, very well. Yeah, I think the renovations that are taking place continue to take place. You know, the theater is uh, financially stable. It's, uh, it's at a break-even or a little better, and, and that's pretty good in today's world. Yeah. 
So over the years, you've built one heck of a reputation. I hear that you are well-respected all around the country in the arena of management field. Well, Howard, I, I've can, made a lot of friends. Don't be, I've been, don't be modest. I've been, I, I've been pretty lucky. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you are well-respected around well, the country. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. You received uh, uh, some kind of an award or honor right at the very end of your tenure there. Well, right? I did, yeah. I've had a couple uh, awards from the association for, for the service that uh, yeah, I, I got involved and uh, – you know, that, that's what happens. I think when you take on something like that, you get involved, you go where the people are. If you want to be better at what you do, you go find people that do it better than you do, and you become friends. You go where the best are and kind of associate with them. And, and I learned an awful lot, made a lot of good friends, and I'm proud to say that uh, at, at my retirement party, uh, there were five or six uh, fellow managers from uh, Texas, Arkansas, California, who flew in and uh, oh, they it just job. humbled me and blew me away. They wanted your job. That's what they... well, well, I don't think that the folks from Staples Arena would have, would have swapped <laughs> yeah, that for West Banco Arena. But... Denny Magruder is with us. Denny, of course, a longtime manager of the Civic Arena and the, the Sports Entertainment Authority. Uh, and, and it's fun to talk about those days, and that's what I wanted to do was kind of get a sense of Denny's background here and the things that he's done in the city. But he retired, said no moss. Going to go home. The wife and I are going to have a nice, quiet retirement. And we have. Life will be good. Maybe do a little gardening. I don't do garden. Maybe do a little gardening. Go on a trip. Retirement is good. And then the next thing I know is Denny Magruder's running for mayor of the city of Wheeling. I'm going to take a break, but I'll ask you this question first. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I've heard that from a few people. But you know, <laughs> Howard, uh, when you retire... You get time to think, and you sit back, and you look at some things, and you say, "Hey, uh, you know, wh what can we do here? I got to do something. I got to have." Uh, at first, you think uh, you, you got to have a hobby, but I, I think my life has been spent, uh, uh, fortunately for me, within the confines of various realms of government, and, and I've learned a lot about government and how they work. I don't know anything about campaigning and running for office, but I do know a little <laughs> bit about governments and how they work, and and. Uh, and, and that just attracted me. I thought, you know, damn it, don't sit here and complain. Try to give something back. Now, let me ask you this. So you, you're in retirement. Life is good. Going out on trips and having dinner or whatever. And you're sitting around the house one night and you say to your wife, oh, by the way, honey, I'm thinking about running for mayor. I'm really curious how she responded to that. You know what, Howard? I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've, I've been <laughs> married to the, to the lady that I love for 56 years. And all through my life, she has said, hey, if you, if you want to do it, I'm with you. Uh, and I'll never forget when I called her up one day out of the clear blue sky 37 years ago. I was the comptroller business manager at Marshall County Schools, very comfortable. And I called her at lunchtime and said, are you sitting down? And she said, oh, no, are you having an affair? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, but uh, I think I'm going to take the job at that time of uh, managing the Wheeling Civic Center. And I thought she'd go crazy, and she said, well, you know what? I'm with you. If that's what you want to do, I'm very supportive. I, if you wanted to move to Alaska, I'd go with you. So uh, that's a blessing that I have a lot of guys do not have, yeah, and is, she's been 100% there. And, uh, and I think that even through my 36 and a half years at the arena and the friendships I formed around the country, what I'm really most proud about is a lot of those people don't say Denny. Uh, when they call me or when they see us, they say Denny and Barb. They see us as a unit. Really? Okay. And, and, and I think that's important. you got to have that other perspective. She didn't question it all. She didn't, like, probe you, say, are uh, you sure? I mean, 
Well, you know, this didn't happen overnight. Uh, I mean, honestly, Howard, back in January, uh, we were going over to the Wellness Center, and uh, a couple of folks said to me, hey, listen, you, you ever thought about running from air? And I said, are you crazy? <laughs> and I started to think about it, honestly. And a few other people mentioned or so, and I talked to my wife and my family. I discerned about it. I even prayed about it and said, you know, should this be something I do? And lo and behold, somewhere around the 1st of May, I said to myself, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to try to do this. I'm, I'm going to at least be a candidate. And uh, that, that's what happened. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back, talk some more to Danny Magruder about what he thinks he'd like to do if he becomes mayor. What are the, uh, the positives, maybe negatives for the city of Wheeling right now? What needs to be fixed? What needs to be uh, kept on going? We'll continue our conversation coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 921. This is the sound of a popular American motorcycle. It's the sound of freedom, the open road, really good times. And this is what it sounds like with a drunk guy on it. How do you like the sound of that? Cops are cracking down on drunk motorcycle riders. If you ride drunk, you will get caught and you will get arrested. Drunk riding. Over the limit, under arrest. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new extended and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on The Watchdog. Frio Stack and Associates Auctioneers, Realtors, Certified Appraisers specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack and Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, agent, and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at 304-233-3168 or email frioauc at aol.com. Frio Stack and Associates sells the earth and everything. Oh, there's something so real about living local. And I know without a doubt I'm not alone. And I'm loving living local. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Said I'm loving living local. WTRF is working for me. The Ohio Valley is where I love to be. It's summertime, summertime. and the living is easy, but the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bob 
Bob Slider said uh, off the air as Denny and uh, Bob and I were talking, everybody knows Denny Magruder. And that's true, Denny. Everybody knows you. I, it's probably one of the most well-known names in the Upper Ohio Valley. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, and I will openly admit, I'm sure there are people who don't like you. Absolutely. But, but on the whole, most people that I know, Bob, you would concur, most people I know think ex exceedingly well of Denny. Absolutely, but you know, you probably rub somebody wrong uh, the wrong way, you know. And, and you're what? How many years? Thirty. Thirty-six and a half. Thirty-six Bob, and, and a half. Yeah. Yes. And no doubt we have. Yeah. I got a text this morning, and this guy has been texting me for months. He uh, he calls himself Abe. A B E. Anyone but Elliot. Okay, that's, that's okay. That's what he texts. Mister Monroe, top ten reasons to vote for Denny Magruder for mayor. He's a gentleman. Respected public leader, highest of integrity, successful public servant, financial background, consensus builder, humble servant, strong wheeling ambassador, proud husband, father, grandfather, and friend, all of which I think are fair, very fair. Number 10, he is the opposite of the current mayor, and that is my question. Are you the opposite of the current mayor? Where do you come in on this in terms of you know, do you want to see a lot of changes? Do you think the current administration is really on the right track? I, I know we're jumping into yeah. hot water to begin with, but uh, where do you come down to that? Are well, you Howard, the opposite of the current mayor? Do I want to see a lot of changes out of the box? No, I don't think so. I think you want to ease through and see what needs to be improved upon. Uh, you know, let's be honest. I don't see uh, a lot of horrible things out there. We could, there's a lot of tweaking that we can do. But there's some good things going on right now. We're, we're, uh, the streetscape is a good thing. Again, I don't know how much Not the mayor. Today, but in, well, it, it, but, but it's a good thing for the future. Yeah, right. It had to happen. At some point, you have the pain and suffering that we're going through right now. Uh, but the fact that we've got new police and fire facilities, I think in, in my time in government, I, I was able to visit and be in those facilities for different reasons. Oh, God, they, they need it. I know they need new facilities. But that's going to be part of what I'm looking at is we have to make damn sure that we're being fiscally responsible. And while these are new buildings, there are also uh, new liabilities on the balance sheet because now you've, you do have to maintain them forever. So I just want to make sure we're spending our money wisely. Uh, we're projecting down the road how, the, how these operations occur. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm an opposite of Glenn Elliott. I, I can't say that. Uh, someone who knew you said to me recently, who knows you, said to me recently that he thought that you would probably be relatively supportive of the current economic development efforts and of the current the new buildings and all that sort of thing, but that you may want to take a little, if not different, slow down the approach to some of the social issues. Absolutely. I, I think we have to. I think, uh, let's, let's be honest, let's put this on, on, on the, one of the major problems around the country, not just in Wheeling, is the growth of homelessness. Uh, we, we just really have to address it. I know we've been talking about it a lot, uh, and I know things move slowly when you're making those kind of decisions in government, but we need, to, uh, we need to address that issue, number one, because those folks need the right help. Uh, number two, because I'm going to be honest with you, Howard, if, if I'm on my first visit to Wheeling with my family, and I'm driving across the interstate to stay at Ogilvy, and I get off at Perkins, I already have a bad impression of Wheeling. And, and I don't mean because... Or anymore, or the island. Or anywhere. Or Elm Grove. And, and I'm, not, I'm not really talking just about the, the quote, panhandlers. I'm talking about the dirty, the, 
you know, the despicable looking, listen, if, if we're going to work the corner, at least clean it up, make it your corner. Uh, so, but that's a problem. Again, I, I'm, a, I'm a very compassionate person. What's and, your, do, you, do you think this life hub idea is a good idea? Uh, I don't know enough about it. I'm concerned about the dollars I see associated with it. I'm also concerned, Howard, that do we, uh, uh, is the Life Hub going to attract? Are we going to become the magnet for uh, the less fortunate, the homeless to come here? And again, I don't mind helping the less fortunate. I don't want to see us uh, be a place where ex-cons and, and, uh, and, and dealers and other folks are just coming because we'll, uh, you know, we'll take, take care, care of them. You know, I, I, um, I'm like you. I need to know a whole. And I, when I talked to Mayor Elliott recently, I, I got the sense he feels he needs to know some more details about this too. But I need a lot more details about how this Life Hub is going to work. Um, it's one thing to have services if they're going to use that church and put services in there that people can go to for job training, for helping them get their drivers, whatever. Uh, it's something else if we're going to start putting actual homeless shelters next to Independence Hall. That concerns me, you know, right? And so I have a big question of, is it going to be a homeless shelter or a homeless advocacy place? And, and that would be exactly the kind of questions that I have. And, and, and you're right. There need to be a lot more answers. Now, one, I give a lot of credit to the folks who are trying to, to, to make this problem better, to solve it. So I don't want them to think that we're trying to pick on them. But we need total consensus and we need to look at every angle of, you know, of the hub idea. And, and again, uh, the budgetary side of it, the fiscal responsibility that comes with it. What other things do you do you feel maybe have gone? I, again, I heard someone say that, that they thought maybe you felt the pendulum had swung too far one way or another. Has the pendulum swung too far in some other areas as far as you're concerned? Well, in, in my mind, it has. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm very open-minded. Uh, but we just want to make sure that we're somewhere middle of the road and that we don't don't swing extremely left or extremely right. That's Give me an example. Not, <clears throat> Well, uh, you have to have. Some, you have to have. I know you've thought this through. So. You know, the festival last year on the waterfront, certainly not the one this the past Saturday festival. on the, the Pride the, Festival. Yes, the Pride Fest. I, I just think in Wheeling, we've we've got the check, and, and again, I so respect that idea. I have no problem, but we have to have the same level of behavior from all groups who use our venues. And so, and so, I think that's an issue we have to look at. How people act at the different venues. How people act. And, and listen, there's just a rule of behavior that we all follow, regardless I of what the activity is. I didn't, uh, I really didn't pay any attention at all to the Pride Fest or whatever they called it last year down at the port. I really just didn't until the issue came up at council. Um, but I have followed Pride on the Plaza a little bit more carefully. Uh, every report I had from this weekend was that it went very well. And I heard it, nothing but great things about the weekend, there, and I salute those folks. There weren't any, as far as I know, Bob, I think you agree with me, that you didn't hear any examples of any kind of problems up there or nobody was you know, causing trouble or anything like that. I circled. I had to come in town and pick something up, and uh, just looked like a, just a, a, a regular old festival. Just regular people old people festival. having fun people on the, on the plaza. And, and I think, Bob and Howard, those, those uh, you know, festivals get our full support. When, when they're run in that manner and people do that, that we're 100% uh, support. Yeah. So I'm not saying we should eliminate that. Be careful. I think we have to be careful when we go into these things, and we set a standard for behavior anyone for any user uh so the, and, and that's the benchmark well i don't know to what extent were you able 
were you an overseer of what happened at the port when you were still? Was that under your venue or not? We were not the overseers. Okay. We were the receptors of applications. They came to our office because we were right there. We made no decisions about who used it, who was charged, how much they paid, anything like that. None of those decisions were made by the arena. Okay. Denny, can you hang, hang, hang around? Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. been a good Monday here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 936, 24 till the hour, 64 degrees, just about everywhere here in the upper Ohio Valley. Going to hit a high of 71. Danny Magruder announced his candidacy for Wheeling Mayor uh, last week. First candidate to announce. I'm sure he will not be the last. So you'll be, uh, there will be some campaigning to do, Danny. You'll have to, uh, absolutely, Howard. You'll have to get in the midst of it and mix it up with... Um, be a I'm, lot of hard work. I'm guessing with the current former, or the current vice mayor, although I don't know, he's indicated he'd like to get into the race. Rosemary Ketchum, I think, has shown strong interest in getting in the race, and there's some others out there that are doing it. So it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, you have said in your announcement last week, and I'm sure every candidate who announces will say, "I want to have economic development," because who doesn't want economic development? But my question is, what does that mean to you? Howard, that means that every city in America wants economic development. That means we want to improve the economic status. We want to grow our economy. And, you know, how well we can do it, I don't know yet. I think we have to look at it. I think people are working at that right now, as you said earlier. I think we just have to take a look, do everything we can do. Uh, certainly invite all of the best minds in the area uh, to help us do that. Hang on a second. Uh, Bob, are you available? <laughs> okay. I mean, you and me, he's looking for the best minds. Certainly, I mean, I, Bob, right, uh, right here. We're right here. I'm but sorry. no, I, I think it's something, it's just you always work at it. You never totally achieve success in economic development because you don't stop. Economic development is an ongoing issue. Let me let me try it from a different pr approach. What is your vision for the city? I mean, not the, the first week you're elected mayor or even the first year, but what's your vision for the city? What is Wheeling of the, the next generation going to be like? My vision is to have Wheeling be just a great place to live. You know, I've been a benefactor. I've grown up here. So a great uh, quality of life is my vision in every aspect, uh, safe, clean, uh, prosperous, uh, someplace where when our kids graduate from school, if they want, they can stay. Uh, I, I know that's utopia, but, but that's really my vision, and I think you can be close to that. We want people to be happy here. We want it to be safe. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Uh, where does the economy go, in, in your opinion, in the city? Do, w w I, in my opinion, we're never going to go back to the mines and the mills. No. I mean, maybe we'll have some, but we're never going to go back to the way it used to be. Downtown Wheeling is never going to have Stone and Thomas again. No. You know, there's got to be something different. Are we are we uh, going to be a healthcare community, a high-tech community? Uh, I, I don't know. What's it going to be? Well, I certainly think healthcare is a big part. You know, healthcare demands across the country are big right now. Uh, that's part of the quality of life formula. you got to have good healthcare. Uh, technology, Howard, absolutely. I think it's a wave of the future. Uh, there's a lot of areas of technology, but we, we've got to be ready to do that. I think, uh, you know, right now with all the broadband expansion and everything people are doing, certainly that, that is a wave of the future. And the other thing is, I think the Industrial Revolution obviously is over. Right. Uh, we've seen that. We're, we're in a tech revolution. 
for us to dream about bringing steel back is is not reality. So we got to look at the tomorrows and see what's out there. And and I I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm smart enough to know that. I think again we have to talk to all the members of the community to find out what's happening. We have to look around to see what other communities, what other areas are being successful and why. Uh, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We have to look at that. And then we have to work hard. We got to believe. We got to have some confidence and bring people together. But I still think the bottom line is for citizens, those who live here now and those who will live here in the future, it's all about quality of life. Quality of life is, the, is in my mind, the number one thing. And I've always argued, you know, we, every year when the population numbers come out, there's a story about, oh, my God, we're losing population. I don't care how many people are here. My question is, are the people who are here happy? I share that with you. Is our quality of life good? And I think, in general, it is. I do, too. Um, but the, the, probably the missing piece is, while we have good schools, we have wonderful entertainment, we have the parks, we have the symphony, we have all sorts of, of, of events that you help to bring to the Capitol and to the Civic Arena. We have sports teams and so on. We still need to find that missing piece is, is the jobs. Quality of life attracts people, but they got to have something to do when they get here. And, and jobs that pay livable wages. We, I mean, quality of life's not based on minimum wage. Let's be honest. Right. That's, that's not the case. Right. Uh, so, again, can I sit here and tell you I have all the answers? I don't. What I will tell you is that we'll work hard. You know, we'll kick every tire. Uh, we won't do this alone, Howard. Uh, this is a community project. Uh, in my eyes, the mayor's the quarterback of Wheeling. Mm -hmm. That's what the mayor is. He's the quarterback. Glenn Elliott done a good job? You know what? I think he's done a respectable job. I, I, I'm not going to kid you. I think the current council, I'm not running because I think they've made a lot of bad decisions. I think we need to tweak some things. I think a lot of it is, is spiritual in, nation, in nature that we've got to get people uh, passionate about what they do. Uh, we got to start to believe that we do live in a pretty good place, that our quality of life's pretty good. You know, the world today has become so negative, Howard. I think we got to go back well, and, and talk about confidence and optimism. We got to start to learn how to be happy again. And, and we got to believe that we're happy first before we can think about helping anybody else become happy. Do you think about recruitment? One of the greatest things that I think happened was uh, Oric uh, coming to Wheeling. Do, do you think in that regard, uh, Denny, maybe maybe saying, come look at Wheeling. This is what we can do for you. Look what we did for them. Bob, absolutely. I think that's what we do. We have to blow our horn, number one, in every way possible. We have to talk to people that we have out there, our, our kids that are in, our college students around the country. They need to be, when they're in college, they can't say, oh, I came from the worst damn place in America. <laughs> I came from one of the best. Yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, little things will make those decisions. You know, Oric, remember the young man that came here had a, had a start in New Martinsville. Ralph so the, there's yeah. Ralph, yeah. And absolutely, we, we need to prey upon that, and we need to get our folks out there. We need to have a, an army across the country. Uh, and, and, and they're just people who say good things about Wheeling. And, and uh, I think that helps. But then when we get the opportunity, we've got to be aggressive and go after it. All right. Oric is a great example of that, Bob, because you're right, Danny. Ralph Baxter was from the Northern Panhandle, so he at least gave us a shot. He did. But it had to be an earned, the, the answer had to finally be earned. We had, yes, all right, I'm going to look at you. We're going to consider you. But you got to earn it. Well, you know that Mayor Sparshane yeah. at the time uh, actually went down and knocked on their Literally door. Literally knocked on their door. In San Francisco. Yeah. 
And that may have had just one tremendous oomph that, that we were interested enough to stop and knock on the door. And I, and I admire Nick for that. And uh, again, optimism. It's always uh, surprised me, though, and somewhat confused me, because the Oric model to me is a great model for businesses, high tech, for certain businesses like law firms. Um, it's a replicable model. It works in a place like Wheeling. I remember uh, the first time Ralph Baxter was in town and he was saying, I was talking to him and he said, you know, well, I hope it's okay because, you know, we're only going to pay like an average of $35,000, $40,000 a year. And I'm thinking, excuse me, and this was 20 years ago. Yes. Excuse me, but... Our average was 10000 below that. That's, that's, that's pretty good, sir, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it never caught on. That concept never caught on. Now, Williams Lee is, was an was a outgrowth of that and very successful. But the concept never caught on, and I don't know why. Well, I'm not sure why either, but I think we have to beat that drum. I do. Yeah. And I think there's a workforce here. There's, there's people here that are hungry and happy, and uh, we just need some good-paying jobs, and we need some economic growth. Denny, I have to get ready to take a break and head out of here, but one last question for today, and we'll talk, I'm sure, a lot over the campaign. Um, City-county cooperation is always an issue that comes up. And I know there have been numerous meetings recently between the city and the county officials, county county and commissioners and the city council members, and a lot of talk about it. But I, I mean, I've been around a long time like you, and I have never seen a huge amount of city-county cooperation. Uh, I haven't seen near as much as I'd like, Howard, at all. That, that would be one thing that uh, I would work on. I, I think if you look at my track record, I'm about building partnerships, being part of partnerships. And I think that's not only with county government. I think we really have to do a good job with state government. We've got to build those partnerships. Uh, we've got to build partnerships with local organizations. Nothing wrong with the city being a partner with the high county schools, a great school system. Certainly uh, with partnerships already with RED, the Economic Development Authority, we just need to have strong partnerships with all the organizations here so that when we have opportunity together, the partners can, can uh, make that happen. I think the Capitol Theater is, is just a tremendous example of partnerships. You, you said earlier that a number of privateers said they wanted to buy the Capitol. Their efforts always fell through. And in the end, it was a coalition led by the Convention and Visitors Bureau, a coalition of the media, of the council, of the chamber, of RED, uh, the banking community, uh, that gave us the chance to reopen the Capitol, and it's proved its worth. It's, you know, it's right at our gateway now, and it's, it's been very successful. But I do think that's a prime example of how partnerships can win. Partnerships are really important in this area because we have so many groups that su- do so many different and yet similar and things that overlap. And key is to figure out how do we all you know, without stepping on somebody's toes, how do we all work together? My reputation, Howard, I think if, if you really look at it, uh, I love being a team builder and uh, a team player. Uh, no, no one group is going to make Wheeling the ultimate place to live. But again, together, uh, the quality of life gets better and better. Danny Magruder wants to be your mayor if you're in the friendly city, and he is uh, now officially campaigning for it. He will be meeting other candidates, I'm sure, along the way. But he wants to be, among other things, your cheerleader. So, Denny, let's have a cheer. Gary, give me a W. Give me an H. Give me an E. Come on, Denny. Give, give me, me an H. Give me an e, L. E, give me an I. L. Give me an N. Give me a G. Wheeling. Got... Wheeling. And, and, Howard, I think that, that's it. A cheerleader not only for those folks who 
may come here in the future, but a cheerleader for those folks who are already here, here to now. get us excited and passionate about our city. Always good to see you, my friend. I appreciate it. And, Thank you. Uh, we will uh, be talking a lot as time goes by. Thank so, you, Howard, for uh, for all the things that you've done over the years for, for Wheeling and for the uh, public assembly facilities and for me. Now, you need to understand, you're now, now you're in the political arena. I can't be quite as nice to you. Now yes. now i got to start raising questions. And, I, I, I understand that. And, uh, How can you occasionally? You understand I, that, right? I will give you honest answers even if they're not right. All right. <laughs>